1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Captain Norm realizes he's not a teak toe rail guy. Ron is in Iowa. How the media is failing us. And the Lunker Dog would like a people that give a shit about Water Month. All this week on the Real Guy Podcast. Clear the airways. The Lunker Dog is on the air. Are you ready? This is the Real Guy Podcast. So, Norm, is it true? Is it true? Well, first of all, Norm, thanks for coming to the Real Guy Podcast. It's a pleasure to be back. In the uh, studios with Captain Norm today. And Norm just informed me that um, his tow rail... Isn't isn't teak? It's not teak. It's mahogany. Now is that like, is that like an identity thing? Like did no, you... it's a different. It's a different uh, mahogany trees. No, no, I mean, but like for you, I mean, like all this time, you've been going through life thinking that you had a teak toe rail, and then you find out you had a mahogany. Yeah, toe rail. well, I mean, it's kind of like thinking that you're somebody's kid, and then you just find out that maybe you got a different family somewhere else. Right, that's what I was getting at. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I found an old listing for the boat from the uh, second owner of the boat, and the the, uh, the listing said teak, uh, not uh, mahogany and, and uh, mahogany tow rail and transom. I was like, oh, you know what? I thought all along. I kind of thought it looked a little on the dark side for teak. You know, teak is usually you know when it's finished properly, it's a very almost kind of like an orange-ish hue to it got a, br- uh, a brightness and, to it right it's a it's a little bit brighter that's correct and this is this is a little when it's when my toe rail is done right it, it's a little bit darker and i always kind of thought in the back of my head that might have been mahogany but i never really thought that much about it until i saw that ad and i was like oh you know what there you go that's the answer so you got mahogany tow rail instead of teak, dude. Are you, are you doing tow rail work right now? Not yet, but uh, you're prepping. Um, uh, no, not yet. I can't. Not with this weather, you know. But it's it's getting there. I, I just got. I just need. I just need a little break. Well, when it's raining every day and the humidity is like a hundred percent, varnish is varnish is always a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> There's really a varnish season. You know, we used to talk about seasons a lot. There really is a varnish season. And everybody always wants to varnish in the worst time of the year. And that's always the summertime because it's always so damp and there's and the humidity is up. The best time to varnish is always in the wintertime, that's in my what, opinion. No, no, for sure. Everybody kind of knows that the wintertime is, you know, the time to paint, varnish. Yeah. I mean, the products are getting better and better. But, you know, you know, everybody gets screwed. It's because of the Fort Lauderdale Boat Show. See, the Fort Lauderdale Boat Show you know falling at the end of october like that <clears throat> all those boats got to get ready they yeah. got to get finished yeah and the weather sucks we're it, getting into yeah. hurricane season it's windy it's shitty it's salty it's humid and they're all painting and they're trying to get the boats ready for the show and they just totally muck it up well you know what you know we really do need to take a page out of the northern handbooks because 
They pull their boats out of the water. They do all that work in the wintertime. They get all that stuff done in the wintertime, well, in the fall and the winter. Uh, and then, you know, what their, their, their paint work and their varnish work, that all gets done in the springtime. Just a little, you know, the, the snow is gone, hopefully, and they start working on all the finish work and everything. So by the time they dump their water, their boats in the water in, like, <laughs> Memorial Day weekend typically kicks it off up there. Uh, you know they're they're practically repainted and they're revarnished and they did all that they had to do. And we don't do that here because we use our boats, uh, you know, year round. No, we don't do that here because we're not Yankees. Now Yankees, yeah. they can't help themselves. They get into that routine, that seasonality, yeah. and it's absolutely it's in their genes. Yeah, you know. So like, it's not it's not like they're going to. Uh, it's not like they're going to uh, change that for anything. No. Well, they, 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 but they can't though. I mean, it, it's ingrained then, in their brain. Yeah, it's it's ingrained, and not only that, I, you know, they as soon as that boat gets splashed for Memorial Day weekend, they're off to the races. They don't want to worry about this stuff. Well, and it goes further than just their boats and their little beach houses and everything. They don't come down here and fish from May to the end of September. No, why Usually, would you? Because that's when the best snook fishing is, and that's when some of the best tarpon on fly is. And yeah, but you can go out there and whack the bluefish in the uh, pollux and, and the and the and your and your pollux and cods up there, and you whack <laughs> the piss out of them up there. Yeah, and they do, and they, and they do, and then they get a cold front and they put their boat up, and you know, end of September, yeah, beginning of October, it. and then all of a sudden, Captain Jeff's phone. Contact. Starts ringing. Well, geez, should I call Captain Jeff? Yeah. Man, maybe mullet I should. Run. Book... They start thinking mullet run. <laughs> their pre-pods, their mullet runs, they start paying attention. The real guys in New England, New York, yeah. Jersey, all the way down to Virginia, yeah. they should be thinking mullet run if they're not. So if you want to know what to think after you put your boat away for all your Yankees and shit up there, you guys That's, should be thinking mullet the, run. It's as, soon as, as soon as those leaves start to change colors... That's when you start thinking pre-pod mullet run. Yeah. So only if you grow up here is your seasonality doesn't really, it's not, it's not, it doesn't really go on how warm it is. It goes on what fish is about, what, yeah. what fish is coming down the coast yeah, absolutely. and what the bait is doing. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's 24, seven, 12 months out of the year. Like I tell everybody that my Beginning of my season, beginning of my fishing year, always is prepod, right? Yeah, prepod. Yeah, prepod. You kind of get ready. Yep. Fish come down the beach, so we had prepod. Then we get into the mullet run. Mm -hmm. Then you get you know full on friggin' wintertime shrimp stuff. Yeah. All the Yankees are down here. It's all about the bait. That's how. That's and that's you know. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. But this February, the water temperature here in the New River was eighty-four degrees. Jesus. You know what the water temperature is now? About 86, 84 degrees. Is, oh, is it really? Well, with that rain okay. yesterday, it came down yeah, to yeah, yeah, point yeah. and a half. Or but think about it. In February, 84 degree water. That's crazy. In fact, you know, and that's and that's why they've been having uh, decent tarpon fishing in the Keys all winter long. And that's because, you know, typically in the Keys, what happens is, is uh, you know, the water temperatures drop because that water is real shallow up the uh, throughout most of the keys so when the water temperature drops in the in the uh, cold months you know you're in the 70s you know, high 60s mid 70s depending on the uh, depending on the weather and they don't really get the tarpon to come back to the bridges 
until that water temperature hits about 75, 76 degrees. And that's only then they just start showing up. Uh, and then, you know, by the time it's about 82, 83 degrees, that's when it's, you know, it's full on. And, uh, you know, the, the tarpon really never left the bridges down there because the water temperature's been so hot most of the year. It makes me paranoid. Yeah, why? Well, like I've been talking to the Mad Snooker over there in Sarasota, right? Mm. Now, the Mad Snookers had red tide off and on all winter long. He told me he had to cancel over 60 trips due to red tide in Sarasota, which I don't really think is a red tide. It's just straight grossness and pollution. No. But they're calling it a red tide, and I don't know. It just seems to me like with this warm water... And then all the algae outbreaks and blah, blah, blah. We're going to see more and more of this red tide stuff that nobody's talking about, by the way, Norm. By the way, before we get into that, we, no, need, no, we, need, we need to figure out, we need to go and fish with Socrates. With Sock over in um, yeah. Crystal River area. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing, but he's whacking him. It's like he's just, he, he catches snooks that we catch here. Dude, the guy's crazy. Is, the guy's fishing in a in a in a basically a sanctuary. Good, I don't care. I, <laughs> but he's but he's catching fish that you just don't see West Coasters catch. Well, I don't know. I think I think the the, the that whole Crystal River, Homosassa area. That's kind of like the last bastion. Yeah, it's like the last yeah. of the last. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it it seems like it is anymore these days. But I got a feeling that that's gonna that place is gonna get overrun too. So I went out. I went to uh, Homosassa, and I want to go again. And I'm I would like to fish with Sock. I'd also like to fish with Billy. Billy Nast. Yeah. Billy's the one that actually. Anyway, it, we go way back, Billy and I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I'd love to go over there and fish, but I'm not kidding. That is like. It seems like that's like the untouched land here between Homosassa and, say, Destin or whatever. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Northwest yeah. Florida thing. But I feel like I'm getting paranoid for them people. This 84-degree water and the red tide in Sarasota and Tampa getting friggin' what yeah. Tampa gets. It's crazy. And it's not that far from Tampa no, down the coast. No, it's not. It's It's very close. You know what the kid said to me the other day? Your kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he wants he said he wants to do he wants to uh he wants to do a shelling trip. To Homosassa? Do one like a clam trip? I don't no no no. I mean like like you know, like they do in Sanibel and stuff like that. Oh, walk down the beach and try to get the special shell? Well they have these they have these they have people that'll actually take you out to islands that you you know are only accessible by boat and i think that's the best shelling on the west coast but there's that's a shell very unappreciated there's a shell that they they, they look for over there what it's, is it i don't, I don't, I don't know I, anything about it i don't really i don't know too much about it either yeah. but i do know that if you get this one seashell over there in sanibel you make they make like a big deal for really? your dinners and all this shit that you, Right, it's a big, wow. it's a big deal. So uh, this is going back like six or seven summers ago. I'm like, you know, I want to take the worm, you know, get her into the fishing. So I figure we'll stay somewhere down by Sanibel, and we'll stay on the beach, and we'll go in the middle of the summer when nobody's really around, and we'll get up early as the sun's coming up, and those little snooks beating the pilchards yeah, in the yeah, sand right and there everything. In the sand, yeah. So we get up at like half hour before daybreak comes. We're staying right at like the you know whatever the sanibel beach resort or wherever the you know the place that's right there yeah and uh we get up nice and early and we go out to the beach 
and I'm thinking it's going to be like desolate beach just me and the worm and the sunrise and everything and the people that were shelling were fucking everywhere no they were everywhere dude hundreds hundreds really of people walking up and down the beach in sanibel that's like looking for this one particular shell and of course shelling but anyway that's like going to the pier and thinking you're gonna have it all to yourself i just (laughs) i don't know I, i think i still have this this old like this old image in my head of the west coast like it being you know uh unpopulated and you know vacant beaches and quietness and you know one it's of, just a step away from four you, you yeah. know yeah, yeah. You, but you know something like the thing about the last few podcasts that you have done is you have had guests that kind of reminded us all about what that was like Okay, whether it was George Copeland or Skip or, you know, uh, any of these other guys, uh, they they all kind of, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I remember it used to be like that. And it used to be like that in, in Fort Lauderdale. And then I remember the West Coast 30, 40 years ago. And it's not like that anymore. And we, we go places thinking that we're going to be reminded of how it used to be. And those places are disappearing very quickly. And, you know, you can't go to Naples, you can't go to Sanibel, you can't go to Fort Myers anymore and have it be the way that it used to be. Because, you know, there's just too much, quote unquote, progress. You know, I went, I took the kid to the Keys this weekend, you know, and, and the Keys has not really changed all that much. So it's one of the nice things about the Keys. But, yeah, they've got a degree of development, but it hasn't been it hasn't been crazy. And the water's still beautiful there. And fishing was horrible. I was just. You know, I was, uh, I like you. I want to get my kid into the into the fishing. He wants to fish. He wants to go fishing, and so I I, I took him down there, and it was just atrocious. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it, it sounds like all like the, my clients would go to the Keys and fish. How how lucky are your clients that they don't have to go all the way to the Keys to, you know, I, I mean, and it's not it's not cheap to go to the keys it's not cheap now the prices are coming down but it's still expensive to fish and everything else and meals are still expensive and everything but you come to fort lauderdale and you can catch you can catch just as many tarpon if not more and you know you have a better quality trip here nowadays those those keys tarpon are getting smarter and smarter and smarter well the keys thing is turned into kind of what everything's turned into you know it's just giant marketing program mm-hmm. you know tarpon's part of it yep. you know oh, yeah. the, the the big three on the flats is part yep. of it yep. of course you go down there they book you on a yellowtail trip 90 percent of the time if you're real lucky you get an inshore trip yep. there's people that are guiding there thousands of people that are guiding there mm-hmm. God, can you believe i'm saying thousands and it's not hundreds? it is thousands thousands of people that are guiding there part-time for four months out of the year yeah so that whole going to the keys thing Dude, it's a commercial at this point. They need to stop that, though. They, 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 the Keys Guides Associations or whatever, they've got to figure something out because it, there are too many trailer guides down there, okay? And, you know, to me, anyway, you know, because I've been there and I did that, um, I, I really think that the guys that just kind of go down there and mug the Keys for six months and don't really have any real estate, uh, down there, I, I think that really t- 
takes something away from the guys that are there full time. What's well, that mean? It's turned into you a know? marketing machine. Yeah. In order to feed that marketing machine, you got to have guides to take people out. So you get this guy that may be a decent guide out in like Colorado or something, Wyoming, Montana. Yeah. yeah. You know, he can throw Alaska. a fl- he, he can throw a fly rod. He's mm-hmm. got all the right shirts and yep. shit. Yep. And they'll go down to the Keys and they'll throw flies at tarpon or whatever, a shrimp or a crab at tarpon for four mm-hmm. four months out of the year, and people call it the tarpon season. Yeah. Which I start make, mocking them every year about this time because as the tarpon season ends for everybody else, the other eight months out of the year, we just whack the piss out of them between <laughs> here, right between here. Fort Lauderdale, Miami. Miami yeah. So to answer your question, my, my clients are very lucky and they know it, which is how that repeat business stays so consistent yeah. year round. You know what I mean? Like Guys, they don't just come in September for the mullet run. Yeah. They do the mullet run. They'll do Miami, the shrimp stuff. They'll do the mullet pulling all summer, all spring long. You know what I mean? Summertime, we pick up the fly rods, light tackle stuff, and it just never ends. So as all you guys are finishing your tarpon season, I'm just stretching out (laughs) five months into the year, six months into the year. He's just just revving up right now. And we got to get the kid on tarpon. Dude, I'm dying to take Brooks out for a tarpon. Yeah, I know. We got to do it. And this will be the time of year. And then I want to bring him out, make sure he gets out there to experience the mullet run a little bit. Oh, yeah. And if the kid's going to live down here, he needs to understand why. You know what? He's he's really, his eyes are opening. He's starting to see it. I mean, he understands. You know, we, we went down to the Keys, and he he totally got the vibe. I mean, we were hanging out. We, we, I, we, we booked it Holiday Isle. It'll never be the postcard in for me. It'll always be Holiday Isle. <laughs> and uh, just like, hey, just like the stadium is not... Hard Rock Stadium. It's always going to be Joe Robbie. And uh, at any rate, so uh, we stayed at Holiday Isle, and we were sitting down there. After we got back from fishing, the sun had went down, and uh, you know they lit up the tiki torches on the dock. And he pulled out his he pulled out his ukulele, and he just kind of started plucking it. And I'm sitting there smoking a cigar and drinking a beer. And he looked at me. He goes, "I get it, Dad." You feel he says, "I get it." And I was like, "Yes, he's starting to understand." Did the did the um, did the chicks dig the ukulele thing? There were no chicks. It was just me and him on the dock, and there was some tiki torches, and it was just, it was it was very slow down there. And I think the chicks would have flocked it. to him if they would have seen him. Probably so. Jamming out on a little ukulele. Probably so, but you know what? I think he was just he was just you could tell he was in a zone. The keys has never really been a. Um, I think that was my phone. That's <laughs> a good thing you had it turned off. Was I gonna say? Oh, the keys has never been a place, like. I don't know. They actually went down there and like you know, looked for women. Not saying mm. that. Not saying you didn't stumble upon some. Nah. <laughs> not saying that, that, that these tiki bars when you had too much to drink things didn't happen down there. But I'm just saying if you were like gonna like really you know. Check out the women. Yeah. I would do Fort Lauderdale Beach. No, that's not, you know, because I... <laughs> Los Angeles Boulevard. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All these fancy restaurants we yeah, got yeah, down here. Yeah, yeah. But stumbling through those, you know, places in the Keys. Yeah. If there is a hot chick, the chances of her being with a guy are like 99%. Oh, it's pretty high. Right. Yeah. Where here, you know, you get a little bit of a... Uh, let's just say it's a little bit more for women although i watching will i will tell you one of my best, up 
I will tell you, though, one of my best clients ever. Did I ever tell you about Natalie? Natalie. Oh. So it was uh, basically like the first week I had moved to Tavernier. I was uh, I just opened up at Worldwide, and my father and some friends were checking in to Chica for the weekend, and he uh, he overheard this really really good looking lady uh, in the lobby, who had struck up a conversation with one of the guys in in, in my father's uh, group, uh, and she was just getting divorced, and she was down there by herself checking in the chica and uh she said she just wanted to go fishing and mm-hmm. my father had my business card in his pocket and he takes it out of his pocket he slips it over to her he says here this is my son he'll take you fishing and uh so he calls me on the phone he says hey um you're gonna get a phone call from somebody that wants to fish for three days straight and she, all she wants to do is fish that's it and it's just going to be just her. And I'm like, you know, this sounds like a practical joke. <laughs> and so sure enough, uh, yeah, I get a phone call and I'm still thinking it's a practical joke. I'm thinking he's pulling over, you know, he's trying to put one over on me. And so I'm still thinking it's a practical joke. And then she takes out, you know, she she books the trips. She booked three six-hour trips. And uh, I was like, all right, well, maybe this is real. Uh, so she comes walking up the dock the next day. She's got an 18-pack of beer, and uh, and and she's absolutely drop-dead knockout gorgeous. And I'm like, I'm still looking for the cameras, okay? So uh, she gets on the boat. She goes, what are we going to do today? And the wind was howling, so I said, all right, well, we're just we're going to go out back. We're not going to get out front today. It's The wind's just too high. Well, what are we going to catch? And I said, well, we're going to probably try and catch uh, Spanish mackerel. This was in, right towards the end of the, the mackerel run down there in the, in the bay. So uh, she goes, no, we will catch Spanish mackerel. Oh, the PNA started. Yeah. Positive yeah, yeah, mental yeah, yeah, attitude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes. Nice. She had it big. And we, we crushed them. We crushed them. I mean, we, we just uh, we had a great day. She had a great day. Uh, so the second day, the, the wind laid down. She, go, she walks up the dock the second day, 18-pack of beer in her hand. She goes, what are we going to do today? And I said, well, we're going to get out front today, laid down. Uh, we're going to go catch uh, bait first, and then we're going to try and catch you a sailfish. She goes, no, we will catch a sailfish. Uh, all right. So we go out there. I throw the net one time, crushed them, had all the bait we needed, and uh, went out, dropped on a uh, dropped in on a reef, I mean on a wreck, and within 25 minutes, rigger pops she catches her first sailfish catches the fish got a good release on it uh that night we celebrated went to lazy days and partied and it was a great time she had a great time and you you got drinking with your clients sometimes afterwards uh, um this uh, every once in a while if 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 i get the vibe that they that they're really good people uh and they want to have you know some drinks because that's kind of that's that's not unheard of because I used to, I used you know? to, well, I used to get mad at O'Gorman. <laughs> I used to get mad at O'Gorman because he wanted to go friggin' hang out and party with all the clients all the time. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, maybe every once in a while. Once in a while, yeah. It's not, not it's not something that you do all the time because you don't want to get that brand of familiar with them. So just in general, yeah. I mean, uh, it's, it's the whole idea, of, you know, professionalism, or at least, or at least know when, you know, maybe one drink or two drinks, whatever it. But the point, so the point is, so she, so she catches her, her, her first sailfish, you know, so we celebrated. 
And then the third day, uh, I damn near proposed marriage to her. Okay, it was it was the closest I've come uh, since I got divorced in 2010. And we were out. She says she walked up the dock next day in the morning, 18 pack of beer, jumps on the boat. She goes, what are we doing today? I said, well, you haven't been out to the reef yet. We haven't been yellowtailing. Uh, she wanted to take some fish home. I said, all right, fine. Well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go out there. And she says, yes, we will catch yellowtails and we will limit out. Oh, okay. So I'm thinking, all right. So I got spots and everything. So we go out there, we chum the, chum the reef, get her going on that. And uh, we limit out on yellowtails. And right towards the end of it, she picks up a deck brush. This is what sent me over the edge. She t picks up, and mind you, she's very good looking. She's in a bikini, okay? She's got the whole thing going on, all right? And she picks up a deck brush, and she starts cleaning the covering boards with, that, you know, had oats on them. The, I'm going to end up the butt of the joke, and it never happened. It, it was just a great three days, and she was, a, she was a wonderful customer. She came back and fished in Lauderdale, too. Chico Lodge. Chico Lodge, yeah. yeah. So what's the other, what's the, uh, Hawks Key, Chico Lodge, and the Islander, right? Are the three big ones? The Yeah, the Islander, Hawks Key, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, mm, there's some places that are getting bigger, uh, you know, obviously, of course, Postcard Inn, ex-Holiday Isle. Uh, well, I was just kind of, you know. I was just kind of thinking that those three mm -hmm. are kind of where, like, well, all, all the hot chicks with money go to. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. To kind of protect themselves from the losers that like where we hang out, <laughs> Holiday Isle or whatever. Well, you know, let me tell you something. There wasn't that many people at Holiday Isle. It was it was very very very. Slow. I think I think I, and I, they all spoke Russian. I think the the whole you know rich and famous thing is really a big thing in the Keys now, and they're big into their places. They're trying to... Hawks, Chica, and yeah. Islander would be probably the big three. I'm yeah. sure there's another Absolutely. one down in Key West. Yep. But it's for them people. Mm-hmm. Well, and Little Palm. Little but Palm. I mean... A Little Palm. Little that's, Palm's always been that That's way. always been that yeah. way. That, but, it's like a yacht club type But thing, I'll tell you what, though. They're trying, they're trying, they're trying, and it's not working out too well for them. But they're trying to make the Keys Cape Cod. They're Cape Codding the piss out of the Keys. The keys grosses me and out, and it's just not—it's just not happening down there. The keys grosses me out. <clears throat> Every time I go down there, it grosses me out. What grosses you out in particular? Because well, I love the keys. Well, the worst thing <clears throat> is the amount of signs telling you what you can and can't do in the keys. <laughs> you can't go ten fucking feet without some sign saying no, no, no. Can't do this. Can't do that. Lots of fences. Lots of fences. Yeah. Lots of keys. Yeah, yeah, lots yeah. of you know. There's a big condo commando attitude down pla there. Places you're allowed to go, places you're not. Yeah. I'll give you I'll give you my typical key story, and this is how it soured me over the years. So, and I'm going back like ten years mm -hmm. at least. And my sister marries a Canadian, mm -hmm. nice guy, 
Yeah. Like if you were going to have your sister marry somebody, this is the guy. Yeah, yeah. He's a good one. Yeah. So we're down in the Keys. It's his first trip down to the Keys. He's never seen a spiny lobster before. Right. So you know how the lobsters just cover the shorelines there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All through Isla Mirada. Yeah. Right, so we're on the bay side, and I says, "Oh, you've never even seen a lobster before." He says, "No." I says, "Come on." So we swim along the sides, and I'm showing him oh, the lobsters. Oh no, 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 no! I'm showing him the lobsters. Was this in a residential area? Yes. Oh, jeez. Okay, no harvest gear, no nothing, <laughs> dude. You would have thought. You would have thought. Were they st- were they jabbing at you with poles and and spears? Dude, the cops came, the FWC came. I'm in the water. I'm like, what's the big deal? We're not touching anything. We're not killing anything. Yeah. Dude, it was a complete clusterfuck. Yeah. And that was what I mean the, by your, about the your, keys. Your your face was probably uh, in the uh, in the paper the next day. All right, I'll give I'll give you another example in the keys. Okay, so we we rent this little place and it's a nice little I don't know. Maybe 15-unit place. It has its own boat ramp. It's uh-huh. got a little fish cleaning table. Yeah, yeah. So I specifically went out to catch 10.5-inch mangrove snappers. <laughs> and why did I want 10.5-inch mangrove snappers? Because <laughs> they fit in my fry basket so perfectly. Oh, okay. Right. And the worm wanted whole fried snapper. Oh, wow. Okay. So That's a hell of a thing for a kid to want. Well, she started off yeah, yeah, yeah. having a whole uh, yellow That's... tail one time at a restaurant. She oh, thought it was cool. Yeah. And when she got done eating it, she held up the carcass like the cartoon. Like it was, was picked clean. Like like the cartoons. Nice. She thought that was the coolest thing nice. ever. So anyway, a few years later, we're down there. And I'm, I'm looking you know, for 11 to 13-inch mangrove snappers because we're fishing on the bayside. So I don't know. We kill a half dozen of them or so. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm scaling them mm-hmm. at the fish table. Mm-hmm. Not one. Not two, but three people came over to talk to me about if those fish were legal or not for us to kill and clean. You cannot. Oh. Okay. Don't get me started and about I can, those. I can go on times. and on and on about these stories in the Keys with people that are all about in your business. How about walking up the dock at, uh, at Worldwide? Right. Walking up the dock with a wheelbarrow full of... Uh, Dolphin and tunas. You've got to walk all the way across the property to get to the cleaning table. You, and you go over there, and all, of course, all the looky loos are coming over there to watch you, you know, fillet fish. Right. But there's always, 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 without fail, somebody who's going to stand behind you while you're hot and sweaty. You've been fishing all day. You've been up since 5.30 in the morning, and you've got 30 dolphin to clean. And you still have to clean up after that and go home. And there's one person in the end of the day who's standing back there and says, So, why do you have to kill all of these fish? That would be, yeah, that'd be a keys okay, thing. Okay, that's, that's, well, it's, I don't know if it's a keys thing or if it's just a, you know, these, t- these no, types a- of people in general. And I, man. No, I, that's a keys thing. I turned around at one of them and I said, You know, I got to tell you something. You're standing in a bad spot. And she goes, why is that? I said, because I'm tired. I'm hot. I'm sweaty. I've got all these fish to clean. And my hands are greasy and slippery. And I'm holding an exceptionally sharp knife. That's a keys thing. I said, do you want to say something else to me? That's a keys thing. (laughs) That is a keys thing. Think about it. Think of all the places that have a, a public... A filet station yeah. here in Broward County. Yeah, I guess it doesn't really happen like at the ramps. It, right. 
That's a totally different. Uh, no, who do we? But got nobody to, goes to the ramps anyway. What anyways. are you talking about? The ramps full of Haitians and full of these rednecks that are fishing off the seawalls, and they're looking at you, and they're doing yeah, all sorts aren't of things. Those are the same type of people, right? We're not talking That's about my that. point exactly. Those people in the keys are all in your peanut butter. They're like, <laughs> and if not, there's a sign there telling you to do something. FWC, yeah. dude, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know. And, and I get it. I get it. I get it. A little bit. I get it. But when you're showing a Canadian lobsters, nobody's harvesting anything. That's and the, the cops. That's FWC, condo commando crap. And dude, I mean, multiple people. Like, yeah. like, so, like there was a car accident sure. or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was a big fucking yeah, deal. Yeah. Well, did you get the helicopter? Didn't get the helicopter. Uh, you see, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even come up for air if there wasn't a chopper overhead. Anyway, that's my thing. Oh, I'll give you. I'll give you another. I'll give you another good keys example. Okay. So I'm not going to tell you exactly where, but where we go to the place, where we go to and stay in the keys often is mm-hmm. a friend's house, mm-hmm. and they have this beautiful beach. Yeah. Ah, oh, like I mean, how many beautiful beaches are in the keys? About four or five. Right. Not many. Yeah. They're on this big beautiful beach, and they got this nice rock jetty and everything, and it's just yeah. so. The kids are walking down to the jetty along the beach and some homeowner comes out and tells her they're not allowed on the beach or on the jetty because Who's there's this right exactly this is just one of these people that are very well off that mm-hmm. own a big house right there mm-hmm. they feel entitled and they feel like they could yeah. tell my kid that she couldn't be on the jetty or on mm-hmm. the beach mm-hmm. how'd that work it didn't work out too well, but I mean, for anybody, for one, the kids felt funny. Yeah. For yeah, two, yeah. the neighbors, you know, their neighbors down the friggin' street. Now you feel funny. It's all. But why did that happen in the Keys? Because shit like that happens in the Keys, which is why I'm kind of down on it now. Yeah, man. Well, there's a lot of people that they, they and and but it's not for nothing either because unfortunately, um, there's been so many people that have Miami the piss out of the Keys that that's why that all that all happens. Because you got all these scrapes from Miami that go down to Alamorada and Key Largo, and they don't, you know, and and you know they they pollute everything, and they bring the jet skis, and you know they poach the piss out of the lobsters, and I mean it's just it's that, not like it used to be. That was the next. That was the next thing out of my mouth. I mean, is if, lobster season. You couldn't pay me a thousand dollars a day to go to the Keys during lobster season. There's no reason for it. You're talking about lobster season or mini season? I'm talking about mini season. Meason, I'm mini about, season, they should just do away with it. There's dude, no reason for that's, it. That grosses me out. There's no reason to, for it. To one, to fight for for space bothers the piss out of me. For people to be all up in your business, FWC, cops, complete chaos, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, we're going down for mini season. Not mini get- season mini season is, is the spring break of... Uh, for divers, it's beneath me. It's 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 so. Let me tell you something. I wouldn't even take charters when I was living down there. I wouldn't even take charters for many season, like fishing charters, unless they wanted to go way offshore. I would not do trips. I would not do. Dude, even here, I get bit in the ass with many season, because I'll be like, sure, I'll go, because uh, I forget when it is for one. I go down to the ramp, and all of a sudden, I'm like, man, there's a lot of people down mm-hmm. here. And then there's an FWC guy there, and then there's a cop, mm-hmm. and then there's two Coast Guards in the inlet. And then there's people everywhere. I'm like, oh, Jesus, I booked it again. Yep. I booked on mini season. Yep. And then I have to deal with all the mini people. It's like making dinner reservations on Valentine's Day. And then the it's other stupid. Th- the other thing, too, is <laughs> mini season totally fucks up social media. 
How many times and how many years in a row are you going to post that you limited it out on spiny lobsters? Yeah. God bless you. I'm yeah. so glad you did. And then what are you going to do? You're going to eat them. And you post that too. Yeah. Oh, come on. No, it's it's old. It's 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 really old. So, anyway, and Homo Sass, speaking of, mm. is right behind. They do the fucking scallop season down there. That's right. They do have a scallop season. And then everybody See, goes there to, are Florida everybody seasons. Everybody goes down there for a couple of days and totally invades Homo Sass and Crystal River. Yeah. They go out there and they crush the clams. Yeah. Or scallops. Yeah. The scallops. And we, they're little. They're little. Like, like they're little tiny, tiny things. And we went, we went there... We went there like three summers ago, yeah. or four or five or whatever it was, and there was a ton of people, and everybody was there for the scallops, and guess what wasn't there? The scallops. <laughs> yeah. Thousands of boats all over everywhere, and people just scrounging a scallop here and a scallop there. It's like snook season. Like You're not going to catch any snooks after, after the season opens. How many like the pe- snooks know. How many people are going to go to Stewart, Jupiter, and Palm Beach Inlet to get, or Lake Worth and all that area to catch their snook again? Because yeah, that, yeah. that's kind of the, that's kind of like except on the East Coast anyway. That's kind of like the only place left. Sebastian, yeah, meh, dude. The snooks are damn, they're damn near hardly in any in Port Everglades anymore. There's a few hundred in there. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's just it's 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 like I said, the places in Florida. That you want to remind yourself that used to be the way they are. Those places are going away because it's not the way it used to be. Because it's not the way it used to be. And if you don't, yeah. if you don't believe this, book a book a hotel on Sanibel in the middle of oh, the summer God. and get up at daybreak and go take a look at the beach. Yeah, no, it's stupid. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. You have to, you have to know, you have to, you have to have local knowledge more so now than you ever had to before. In order to get those experiences, to know where to go and, and, and get those get those boat show hookups. Did you see I was, did you see <laughs> boat show hookups? Did you see I was in the paper again this week? No, did you get arrested? No. Oh. And that's my point exactly. Nobody <laughs> saw it. I was in the paper again. Who reads the paper? Nobody. That's my point. The what po- were you in the paper for? Um I don't know, the Sun Sentinel. The Sun Sentinel is still open? There's some there's a few riders there because they really? call me once a month. But anyway, the Sun Sentinel wanted me to <laughs> expound on how bad the traffic is in the new river and how much space we have. Because the homeowners along the new river wanna extend their dock space out into the river. Oh, that'd be great, yeah. And there's a big thing going on. So that their on. boats with 30-foot beams could be uh, stashed back there. Well, I mean, you, good. I mean, well, everybody's, everybody's kind of like, you can point your finger at anybody. Is it the homeowners that are asking for the extra spaces fault that now that they're putting 300-footers in the back of the river instead of 100-footers? You know what I mean? Like, it's a giant thing. But my whole thing was is the, the Sun Sentinel called me this week. They got a few quotes for me, and I said that, I said that exact same thing. I said, "Well, the New River was fine when the big boat was a hundred feet, yeah. But now a big boat's three hundred feet, yeah. and you need two tugboats on each side of it to pull it, which and makes barely get through the bridges, which makes it like a five hundred foot, yeah, vessel. You Absolutely. got two tugs yeah. plus the big vessel. It makes yeah. it like five hundred feet that are going all over the thing, and there, now there's a problem. Yeah. But typical Florida, let's." Let's pack a hundred pounds of shit into a ten pound bag. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just. What did I see? Uh, was it you? I think it posted 
there was a boom somewhere. It looked like a uh, a sewer had uh, you know had, had fallen in somewhere. It looked like that. Was it was it you or Lamont maybe posted that? No, I just posted that the other day. It's the Hemmerschey Canal, the same canal that we've been complaining about. So that seawall se- looks like it fell in. Because it looked like there was a, a manhole cover right there, and it fell in. Well, it didn't exactly fall in. They just removed the seawall and replaced it with that manhole cover. But the whole point of that whole post was, that's the same canal that we've been complaining about for 10 years. Yeah. That's the same spot that the sewage has been leaking for over 10 years. It's still leaking now. And they have a sign out there that says this water is temporarily contaminated. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Let's just start with the fact that they actually had the presence of mind to post a sign there. Dude. That's something of a step. I don't like to give them credit for anything, but... Well, don't give them credit for the sign thing, because all that was is like a... It was the cheapest, sorriest, littlest sign <laughs> that you could ever imagine. Okay? Weathered, by the way. And it says temporarily. Now, what's temporary? I guess in the scheme of things, 10 years is temporary. Yeah. How do we get rid of this mayor? I'm so sick of him. I'm so I'm so sick of him. Don't, I, I, I don't how get, do we get rid of him and anybody else who is not going to be accountable for this crap? Well, he would have to decide to run for the next office up, whatever that is. Well, and, that, and that's how you get rid of a politician. Yeah. Just like DeSantis, we're probably gonna get rid of him. Because not this time. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Who cares? Yeah. But my point is with DeSantis is like, hey, dude, okay, so I'm a conservative type. DeSantis is kind of more my style than a lot of these like super libs and all that. Yeah. But my whole thing is where's DeSantis? Well, you know where he was this week? He was in Iowa. He was in Iowa. No, yeah. I know. yeah. So as the rivers are flowing of sewage what and I- contamination, Ron's in Iowa. Well, I, I didn't we just get a new secretary of agriculture here in florida we need to find out who that is and we need to find and and let's let me tell you something it doesn't even matter because we can't even get rid of nancy gassman you know okay nancy has to go well this whole thing with the voting and all that yeah that's that's how it happens you got to vote these people out the missing link and this has always been my thing is the media part of it the media, the media, the media. All right, so what is it this month? Asian, Pacific Asian month. Everybody <laughs> in the country knows that it's Pacific, Pacific Asian. Tina Turner just died. The whole world knows about it, okay? And, and, and why is that more important than anything else? Exactly my Please point. Please explain that to me. That's my point. These talking points that the media runs with, okay? You know what we should do? We should run around. We should run around the, the 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 triangle. We should wait until everybody's anchored up and they're all blaring, blaring their it's their, the their yeah. We should we should wait until everybody's anchored up and go in there with like six five gallon buckets of uh, baby Ruths and just start flinging them in there. Okay, so it looks like there's literally. A river of turds floating straight down to see if maybe, just maybe, that wakes those people up. Maybe it would. but And I know this is going to piss off the sandbar types, but I don't understand how you swim in that water. How you swim in feces? How do you do that? It is, it is just, how do, you, how do you not care about yourself, much less your community, 
to the point where you just it doesn't matter to you. Just ignore it till you get sick. Well, but you know, this is why our politicians can't be held accountable because the people themselves don't care enough about themselves to do anything about it. You think they're gonna? You think they're gonna uh, run? Uh, have anybody run on water because of that? Well, it's not gonna happen. And that's that's my big hang up with the media. The media control the sheep. The media control the sheep, and they're talking about what right now? They're talking about any type of identity. This 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 month it's Pacific Asian Month. It was American Heritage Month a few months ago. Yeah, and we got all these LGBTQ stuff. If you listen to any media for more than five minutes, they're going to bring up some sort of identity thing. Yeah, and they're going to puke that all over you. Well, they won't talk about the sewage coming out of the canals. No. They won't talk about DeSantis not being the savior for waterway. They're not going to talk about the DEP and the EPA totally failing at all their jobs and blah, 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 because they're So feeding. what's it going to take? And they See, know. that's the point. They right. know. These people aren't stupid. No, they know. That mayor is not stupid. He knows. They all know. Why won't they do something about it? Because we don't care enough about it. Because the majority of people don't care. Right. The majority of people don't know. And then if they do know, it's on their mind for a brief second. Now, today, I posted the big sewer blow up downtown where it looked like a volcano. Mm. Okay? I would say... Within minutes, we had over 10,000 exposures. Yeah. Out of the 10,000 exposures, 9,000 of them thought it happened today. There you go. Right. People don't know what's going on. And why don't they know what's going on? Because the media is filling them up with all sorts of other crap. Yeah. All right, Norm, you're a busy guy. You got shit to do. Yeah. When you do have time to consume some media, mm -hmm. how much is that? An hour a day? 30 minutes mm, 30 a day? 30 minutes tops. It's usually when I'm driving back and forth to work. Right. I'll listen to a podcast yeah. here and there. I get whatever. Yeah. And it's always the same shit. Yeah. It's the same talking points. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, this week, the big talking point was Asian Pacific <laughs> American Month. Asian Pacific American Month. Well, so, which one is it? It's Asian Pacific. There's three of them. It doesn't matter. That's, is it Asia? Right. Is it Pacific? Nope. Which side of the Pacific? Now, why is it? Why? Is it, it, it what it, is that? I thought that was like half of the world's population anyway. What the hell is that? I don't know. Are we celebrating China? I'm not 100% sure. Or is it San Francisco? But the only thing that I've been watching. It just sucks. I watch a little bit of financial stuff, you know, yeah. pay attention to my stocks and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, And on the financial channel, every fucking commercial is a plug about... Asian <laughs> Pacific Heritage Month. Heritage Month. Right. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out Midway USA. Dot com. What the hell? Right. We have we have we have, people are swimming in doo doo. Yeah. And that's what's on TV every commercial. Well, let's get some Asian Pacifics. Pacific okay. Specifics. Let's, let's get some Asian Pacifics and drop them in the New River and see if we can't get any media coverage. All right. So. <laughs> 
so this is my response. This is my response to all the identity media messages that are going on out there, because God knows there's tons of them. the Bud Light thing with the trans people. Oh man, you don't screw with America's beers, right? Listen, you can nuke San Francisco straight off the map. You can dump hundreds of gallons of raw sewage a day into the new river. You can. I don't even care what it is. You can declare war. The one thing you don't do is you don't beer. <laughs> Period. Okay? You want to piss off an American? Go fuck with his beer. Well, I'm just saying that this is what, <sighs> this is what people are consumed with. Okay? Well, wait a minute. That's legit. Identity. Right? Yeah. The media is just crushing everybody with his identity stuff. Maybe if we just so, say that all trans people like to swim in shit, no, it, then maybe we'll we'll attract some some attention to this. Well, this is my whole huh? thing. This Why is, not? This is my whole thing. The whole LGBTQ plus minus. How do you even say that? I don't even try. I'm, just, I'm trying to be politically correct. All, I'm not. All of those people. <laughs> okay. Um, all the Asian Pacific. There's too many groups. All of them. Yeah. All right. Come down to the Hammersheet Canal with me. Yeah. Take a look at that water. Yeah. And then tell me that we are all not the same. Absolutely. We 100%. look at that water. We smell the shit. We know there's shit in there. And we all care about it. But does the media cover that? No. No. No, because it doesn't sell papers. It doesn't sell It doesn't sell advertising. Because That it, doesn't sell advertising. No, because the media and the... The we media, got 30 people to line up. The media are paid basically by the government. That's yeah, who's yeah. giving the media all the money. So the media does what the government asks them to do. The media or what they give them just, money for. All the media is is just a pawn. They're just they're they're a tool for the government. It doesn't media is right, it's a tool for the it's, government. It's a tool for the government. And it's that, all bought and paid for. None of it matters. Right. Right. Okay. None of it matters. You can't. I let me tell you something. I registered for the first time in my life. I registered. I changed my registration uh, as a dem, uh, not a Democrat, but as a um, independent. Because neither party reflects my values, and I am so sick and tired of being told how to think by who who uh, by by talking heads. Okay. Go out. Do your own homework, all right, and vote your conscience. Forget the R's, forget the D's, forget you know, forget any of that. Party politics is a perfect example of who's paying the media. Yeah, but they're all the same, right? Well, my point is, there's no difference. My point is, is what does the media talk about every day? Party politics. It's all the same, and and quite frankly, to be honest with you, there's very little difference between Democrats and Republicans at any level. There's almost no difference between them anymore. That's what most people don't understand. And one of the reasons for that is because you still got all these, the Foxes and the CNNs of the world trying to tell you that there is a big difference. There's no difference. And you wanna know how, what, you don't wanna know what proves that? What's the proof in the pudding right there? Is you watch and see what's going on in Washington DC right now. They're arguing about money. They're talking about a debt ceiling. They're talking about defaulting. And you know something? There's a reason why. Because they both want the same damn thing and they won't talk to each other about it. All they want to do is spend money. 
Nobody, 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 I don't care who, you, whether it's Ron DeSantis, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, none of them are talking about lowering the debt. None of them are talking about making government smaller. None of them are talking about uh, getting us out of this hole. They're talking about spending money. That's all they're talking about. And, and that's all they do. And spending and stealing the money because I be I got no problem with them spending all this money. I do. I got no problem with them spending all this money. Mm. What I have a problem with them is spending all this money and then having the sewage in the water every single day. If you're gonna, if you're gonna spend the money, do spend it, right. it on the shit do, that do makes right. everybody freaking happy. Right, exactly. And you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe just maybe if oh, oh, we're gonna need something catastrophic for for anybody to take notice yeah, of we, this. You know, you know, it's. Gonna, I hate to say it. You know, it's going to be catastrophic. It already is catastrophic. Is the number of kids, not only in this state but in this country, mm-hmm. that aren't being educated. And the few kids in this country that are being educated, they're going to private schools and stuff. Mm-hmm. The the disparity has never been so dramatic. Uh, it's, it's, it's and it's always, designed that yeah. way because they can control the uneducated so much easier and better. Yeah. It's totally designed that way. And the same fools that are spending all this time and energy on identity this and identity that, we're swimming in sewage and we're freaking generating kids that are uneducated. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I think I don't know what it's going to take to wake people up. I kind of thought, and I've said it before on this podcast, I kind of would have thought that when the sewer main broke uh, in Rio Vista a few years back and people literally had raw sewage flowing past their doorsteps and their driveways in Rio Vista uh, that might have woken, you know, that might have raised some eyebrows to this, this issue because you know, let's face it; those people that live down there are some of the most affluent in 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 the state, and uh, it's like nobody even noticed. And don't, and it's not just Rio Vista, because at the same time it happened in Coral Ridge. Yeah, and oh, it yeah. happened in Victoria Park. They're still rebuilding all that infrastructure in there, dude. They ain't rebuilding shit. Well, I don't know what they're the, putting patches. Let I don't me know. Put what, to you that I don't way. know what they're doing, but every time I see construction going on. They're see, spending money. I see more leakage going on. They're spending money. They spent, I don't know how much yeah. money in that hemorrhage canal, and you and I could walk down there right now and watch the sewage flow down the yep. canal. Absolutely. Now, that canal they used, they used that. They had the, the dude, they, they used that with the protein skimmer. They made a big yeah. thing about it, and then they celebrated that they cleaned it up. Oh, that, when they did that, I was done. Well, I was done. I was done. I, when, 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 you know, let me tell you something. Here's, here's their, here's the way they operate. Here's their modus operandi. What they do is they go out there and they create a narrative. And it doesn't matter whether or not it's accurate or even true. Okay. But as long as they have a narrative, they're going to go out there and they're going to put that narrative out there and the media is just going to fall in line, lock and step. And they're going to expect you the consumer of the media to not only believe it, but to fall in line as well. And God help you if you ask any questions. That is the way that they operate. So when you go to when you go to City Hall and you go to challenge these people, which you can do, 
which you can do at any city. You can bring it up. You can register to speak to uh, the city commission. You go down there and you speak to them. They're going to look at you and you're going to see that mayor, that smug little some bitch. Okay, <laughs> look you square in the eye and he's going to smirk at you. Yep. I've seen him. I've seen him laugh at you, Jeff. Yes. Okay. And it just makes me want to just, you know, I'm not going to say it on this podcast, but that guy needs to go. He does need to go. They all need they to all go. They all need to go. They, all need, they to... all need to go. Every one of them. That Warren Sturman, he's proving to be useless. All of them. All right. Now, dude, the guy just got elected this I don't year. Care. I know. He ran on nothing. Whatever. He's in. We got to deal with him, right? The, do we? We do. For how long? Until the next guy. Make him prove it. Until, Make him prove something. Until the next guy. Who's holding him accountable right now? All right, so the guy gets elected. No one's holding him accountable. Okay. Come on, you know. No one's holding him so, accountable. So why would he? Why would he have the impetus to do anything about anything? Dude. He's collecting a check. He's got something to do. He's probably isn't he retired? I think he's retired. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What does matter? Is the narrative in the media that matters? Because they can control anything and make anything a big deal. Look at what they're making a big deal yeah. of now. Yeah. They can just totally fabricate shit and make it a big deal. That's what they're doing. Well, the cleaning Rus- up, cleaning the, up the, the, the Russia canal. The Russia and, thing was all fabricated. The Tarpon River. The Russia thing was all fabricated. Sure. And they just proved that. Right. I but, mean. Right, but everybody knows about the Russia thing. If you say Russia thing, they say, "Oh, I know about that." But nobody knows that there's shit flowing out of our canals yeah. all through Florida. Yeah, and everybody's going to get reelected. Biden's going to get reelected. I'm convinced of that. So well, I mean, they're all going to get reelected. The pol- the politics. The thing, Sanders will be our governor. The politic again. thing is almost a waste of breath. It it. But, <sighs> You can't hold our politicians accountable unless the people give a shit. Correct. It's got to stop. You know, it's 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 not a top-down approach. You can't take a top-down approach with this. It's got to be from the bottom up. It's going to have grassroots support. And I don't know. I'm 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 kind of at the end of my rope on that because it's like unless you lined up like 50 people at Heisinger Park all at the same time First thing in the morning, give them all, let them all slug down a cup of coffee and take a big dump right there in the New River and call the media. I don't think anything is going to attract any public outrage about this. The only public outrage that I've been able to create? The flow test. No, that, that wasn't public outrage. That was, a, that was a protest. That was great. But I said a few, a few bad things about Ron DeSantis on the podcast over the last few years. Yeah. And people take exception to that. Okay, not saying who's right, who's wrong, or whatever. I'm just saying people take exception to that. Now, okay. he's the most popular governor that we've ever seen in our lifetime, if not ever. He's very, very. So I get that. Very popular. I get that. Very popular. I get that. But he hasn't done much for the. Uh, hasn't done anything. He hasn't. I mean, I'm not saying he's. I'm not saying he's anti-water, but people say, "Oh, geez, don't you like him? Isn't he great?" Blah blah blah. And I say to everybody, he's a governor. Well, right. I'd like to see who he appointed as the new uh, Secretary of, of Agriculture. Right. That, now, that's a good place to start, though, Jeff. It is a good place to start. But 
That's he's not doing that now. In order for me to really fall in love with Governor Ron DeSantis, mm. is if Ron said, you know, I really don't have time to run for president right now, because the infrastructure in Florida is so fucked up that sewage is flowing through our canals, and until I fix that. I'm not going to run for president or anything else. Now, if he did I that. I wish something now, like that was that. I wish okay, that was. Right. Now, if he did that. I wish that was a hot button topic for him. I'm just saying that if yeah. he did that, yeah. then I would be not. a huge Ron DeSantis fan. <clears throat> but I'm not. I'm not a fan of any of these politicians because all they give a shit about is getting reelected to do something else. And Ron's your perfect example. Yep. Ron was in fucking Iowa. Yeah. All right. I wonder how the water is up there. Do they have water in Iowa? They got plenty of water. Where? On the crops, right where they need it. No, no, no. I'm talking about, like, like do they have lakes and shit like that? I've never been to Iowa. Ron's been to Iowa. Ron's been Ron's spending a ton of shit a lot time. Of, a, lot of, a lot of voters in Iowa. And he's in Iowa talking a whole bunch of shit about a whole bunch of stuff. But you know what he's not doing? He's not talking about water. That's right. He's not running on water. He's not talking. Damn it, Ron. He's not talking about the Hemersey Canal. If Ron he's wants to win about- the presidency, let him start running on water. Dude. There's there's the Real Guy Network's uh, political commentary right there. Ron, if you want to be president, run on water. And create a new month. Water month? Water month? <laughs> people that give a shit about the water people month. People that give a shit about the watermen's Dude, water month. Dude, if they month. can do LGBTQ plus minus whatever else yeah. sign, then we can do people that give a shit about the water we month. Should, we, should have, we, should have a, we should have a water pride parade. <laughs> That's what we should have. We should have a bunch of people get everybody to put all their contenders and their pathfinders on trailers. Okay, let's let's make up a flag. Let's make up a flag, a water pride flag. All okay, right. Norm. And we'll have hats and banners and stickers, and we'll have parades. We'll have Disney make a uh, do a do a water pride parade. Okay, this is where this is how you're gonna get it. Okay. <laughs> all right, Norm. I'm telling you, that's what we need to do. We're going to wrap up this recording. And the reason we're going to wrap up this Let's recording... Let's put Water Pride on Bud Lights. If Bud Light wants to bring Bud Light back and make it an American brand... Let's have a water pride Bud Light can. Oh, I got a really good idea. We'll get like super local. It's like pretty close to water anyway. We'll get like super local. No, like crazy super local. We'll go to Julian at Tarpon River Brewery. Yeah. Right? And we'll say, hey, Julian, why don't you put like feces on your beer can <laughs> i don't think he's gonna go for that i think that's probably where julian would draw the line with this hey <laughs> dude they're putting trans people on beer cans you can put some feces on a beer yeah, can something like, like, a, a, like that happy you, you know what you're right put like those uh yeah but it's got to be a positive message is we gotta have our own flag let's <laughs> get hats and banners so i'm telling you so it, Water Pride Month. Water Pride Parades. Listen, now I know what I'm going to call this episode. All right, thanks for coming in for an hour and bullshitting with me and getting some things off your chest. Sooner or later, we'll come up with something that makes sense. It's not all the time. So so the name of this episode is going to be The People That Give a Shit About Water Month. (laughs) Norm, thanks for coming in. Thank you. Always a pleasure to have you in the Uh, Locker Dog uh, Studios. It was fun. Run that dog. Run that dog. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.